Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in St. Louis, Missouri, it's time for St. Louis Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Doc's Discussions. My name is Dr. Philip Hearn here on St. Louis Business Radio X. I always enjoy all the conversations that I get a chance to have here, but there are some that, I'll be honest, are a little more special. And so this one today is a little more special just because of the breadth of knowledge, the depth. I've got a chance to not only be a guest on their podcast, but I've gotten a chance to experience their podcast as a viewer. There's too many acronyms and titles and stuff, so I'm not even going to do that. But I am going to introduce Glenn and Amber Schwarm to the show today. Welcome, guys. How are y'all? Hey, we're good. Doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Looking forward to it. Great intro there. I know. We, we try to make sure the guests feel loved right away. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's a lot of pressure. Can do. I feel very loved. A lot of pressure. We'll try well, and perform. So here's the pressure that I'm feeling. I got Glenn when I was on you guys' podcast. Amber was like, yeah, I, I don't really want to be on this one. I'm going to sit this episode up. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. She was probably handling all the business that we should have been handling. So I, yeah. I know the truth. Probably but so. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I'm glad actually we got both of you on the show. Thank you guys so much for spending some time with me today. Yeah. So I want to jump in and I want to start. I always like to understand how do we get to this particular point? So tell me more about your background, upbringing, what led you to doing all the things that you guys are working on right now? That's a long journey. <laughs> so we can have that conversation. So yeah, let's do the short version of it. The short version? All right. That's fair. Neither one of us grew up with any money. We didn't no. we born with a silver spoon in our mouth. Neither one of us went to college. So we were we we really started our journey out of desperation, I would say. You probably have a little more history with with your business background. Yeah. If you want to go into that. Sure. Yeah. Am I allowed to talk now? She gave me permission. Yeah. So that's good. So while I had permission, I'm good to you, go. You better hurry up. I was gonna say she just I looked know. at you with that look. I saw that look. I'm scared of that look? on the other side of the screen. <laughs> I'm right next to her. I'm terrified. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> so so yeah, I've been I, I started my my business journey when I was about 19 years old. So I was out, out of school, worked for my worked for a company for a year, and my brother had to fire me, which interesting story, because I started my own business alongside this company we worked for. And they they caught wind of it and told him he had to fire me. So on that same day, I'd asked him to be my best man at my first wedding. So it was a very interesting conversation that day. So that was kind of how that started. But so I started that business at 19, struggled, scrimped, ended up going through a few, a few bankruptcies back when I was in the 20s, early 20s, lost some cars to repossession, a couple of houses. I lost a foreclosure. I bought some rental property. So I did not start off on an easy path by any stretch of <laughs> imagination, man. It was brutal. That was 30 years ago, but it was brutal. And then, you know, got into some other home-based business things for about 10 years. And when Amber and I met back in 2003, we bought our first rental property together as just business partners. We were another another company. We we're both married to other people. And we were, and we, she literally was in Dallas and I was in New York. And we had worked together for several years and became good friends. We decided we wanted to do real estate investing. So as, as couples, we decided to buy our first rental property, which I ended up managing, which was really not a good experience yeah. for me. And I, I worked for a family <laughs> business for 17 years. And I, I always thought I wanted to take that business over when my dad retired. But then as I started to get in my 20s, I would say I started to realize that that was just a business that owned him. You know, while he mm. was an entrepreneur and a business owner, 
it wasn't like something you could really scale. It, it, it required him to be there every day from nine to five. So I, I started looking for something else. And that's actually how we met through an online. Originally. Yeah. Through an online, before, before we bought that property, we did that and we worked together for a couple of years. We were, we were good at building teams together and we we're strictly just friends. We, you know, we, we lived, it wasn't, this was back in uh, the early two thousands. Right. So we really didn't have FaceTime and zoom. There wasn't really a thing. I didn't know what she looked like really. So it was, right. it was, I think I saw a picture one time that was when we met at some, at some conventions and whatnot, and it was all good. And then as time went on, we bought that property and um, the other businesses weren't doing good. And my marriage sort of fell apart. And around the same time in Dallas, hers does, she ends up moving to Florida and, you know, we kind of lost part, for, lost track for a little bit there. And then all of a sudden we, we kind of got back together talking. And I, one day I, I said, you know, we have a property up here. Why don't you move up here? And we ended up connecting and uh, um, got her to move to New York from a warm climate in Florida. Got her to, <laughs> let me tell you something, man. I, I'm, I'm a closer. I got her up there. You know what I mean? So look, you don't have to convince me. If you were able to get her to move from Florida to New York, Sir, you win. I'll tell you what, yeah. you know, I got game. So I, I got, I got her to get there. So, so, and then we go ahead. And, and nobody can ever say I married him for his money because he was $80,000 in credit card debt when we yeah. got together. Yeah. I got back on my feet from my early days, but I was through the divorce. I went back through some debt and, and it was, it was a tough time for, you were going through divorce too. And it was a very really tough time. And so we decided we both need to make some money. So we decided to flip a house and we're like, well, yeah. you know, let's go flip a house. We, we go to a work, we go to a workshop with eight people and we, we are two of the eight people in the room, kind of an awkward, okay. awkward amount of people at a workshop, you know, right. and all these empty chairs and we're, we're in the front row. We want to learn. And the guy said, you know, to be successful in real estate, you'll have to go in houses that she'll never go in. He points at Amber and I'm thinking, buddy, you have no idea who you're pointing at, but good for you. Yeah, I didn't say yeah. anything. We hadn't right. done one house yet. We hadn't done one house and <laughs> fast forwarding. We did a house that year, three, the next 10, the next, and we, we've, our company has done over a thousand real estate deals, investment deals. Um, we live in Florida. It still operates in upstate New York. We do about a hundred deals a year up there. Yeah. We, like I say about a thousand deals. We've done, which is sound, sound, it sounds insane when I hear that, it but with one. it did start with our very first. Yes. Yeah, you always bring us back to reality. Yeah, so exactly. it came back yeah. to that first. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a way of doing that, you know? So Keeping yes. everybody level set. Which, that's, a, that's a big skill, Amber. Thank oh, yeah. So, uh, another podcast will be how to two type A people like work together and live together. And not kill each, <laughs> other. Not each other. Yeah. I, I sleep Somehow in a lock. I sleep in a locked bedroom, Philip. I don't want to be, uh, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't be poisoned or stabbed middle of the night. So I, I, I sleep alone. I want to make sure. Oh. I'm safe. So <laughs> yeah, you know, you got to be careful with that kind of stuff, but no, yeah. I, we started flipping houses and we, we've, uh, we built that business. Now we have, we have a huge education arm. Where we teach people how to do what we do. We have a huge rental portfolio with a lot of properties in it. So we mm -hmm. do that. We have a short-term rental portfolio as well. So we, we do a lot of things and wear a lot of hats. Now we, we've gotten really good at business management i would say and learning how to be owners and not operators yeah yeah and you know i'd be happy to talk on that because it's it's we manage a business from florida we live on the coast of, we're on the beach in florida so yeah i wanted to throw that in because you're where no i'm sorry I will... <laughs> uh, yeah see here we talked about this before we even got on air and my feelings are now definitely hurt because I, I was like i'm too far north i'm, I'm here know, in st louis so you know now but now i know somebody that's got properties in florida so i'll that's be true. there that's you true know, that's, you're always go, welcome tell me where i'm going <laughs> he is trying to take me out as the bad guy no, well yeah look, you know you're look, just we, a silent killer amber, amber we know where the bodies are buried i understand yeah. I, I know where yeah, it's happening yeah, we're good yeah. 
Yeah, the uh, yeah, she's the uh, the Black Widow, right? So that's the that's the uh, slow poison middle of the night. I don't know. I'm I don't know, but I'm in deep trouble tonight. I know that. Now, yeah. if I didn't sleep in a locker room, I'm going to. So yeah, just to be definitely. safe tonight, if not outside, just to feel safer, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think so. <laughs> One of the keys is keeping a sense of humor. Yeah, you have to. So anyway, so we we've gotten really good though at being able to run like we have, you know, uh 50-ish houses in upstate New York that all runs without us. We've got 14 short-term rentals or Airbnbs. Amber runs that business with our son. We are in Florida. I say that because the hundred deals a year we do, we are not involved in any of those transactions. Now, okay. I am involved in the level that I do still sit in the seat of CEO and I still oversee and I'm still at the meetings and whatnot, but I have great people on our team. And my job is to be there for them, provide support for them, guidance, the big relationships in the, in the company and keep it going. But I don't have to be there all the time. I think it's important. You know, I think as business owners, we should all strive to get to that level. I think, I guess if that's what you want to do. If you want to work the rest of your life, that's fine. But I'd like to build a business that actually has, you know, open market value because I'm building something that is not involved with just my personality 24 seven. So, yeah. so yeah. that's where, that's where we are now. We're business, we're business owners. We are, we're heavily in the real estate space, but we are business owners and always looking for more businesses, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I there you go. It. I love it. So I, w- and I actually did have this on my list of questions to ask, what is it like to work with a spouse? And I'm going to start with Amber because I want her I want her actual reaction, but I don't want you to sugarcoat it and make it smooth now. But I do think I will that's not. interesting because, yeah, I, I know you won't. I, we've met. I now know that. But what's interesting about it is people have their opinions on that topic, right? They always say, don't work with family, don't work with spouse, et cetera. But you guys have done it over 20 plus years, it sounds like now, and done yeah. it successfully. And I'm not saying sunshine and rainbows all the time, but at the end analysis from where you were to where you are now, over a thousand properties now with the coaching academy, the whole nine yards, there's got to be some method to the madness and probably simplistic methods to make it work. So how do you work with your spouse? Vodka. <laughs> if I could summarize in one word, I don't know. <laughs> he, he said it's for me to go first and you still went first. I just started to throw it out there. So. See? Yeah. Yeah. Amber, please. I, lo- I open the floor to you, Amber. It's <laughs> definitely been an evolution and it's been a, a really big growing process because when we first started out, you know, not only were we were both very emotionally charged because we were both going through divorces, there was a lot of mm. um, other stuff going on. And, and we, we kind of joked that after we got together, like the only, the only sex we had was hallway sex, you know, cause we were both so mad at each other. It was F-U-F-U walking down the hallway. And, and, and so we, we went through like four years of therapy. Well, let's um, back up though, because we, we work together every day. Right. So we're, we we're, were we're fighting. Place. We're stuck in the same car. We were doing the work at the first two flips ourselves. Right. So we were nonstop, like we were together, twenty. No, no space, which that's not healthy. Well, he he's okay with no space. I need my space. Like I, <laughs> so, that's fair, right? I don't know if I'm okay with no space. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't know if that's exactly true. So but, but, yeah, we we fought a lot, and the the biggest piece of advice I give people now, whether they're a spouse, whether they're you know a mother son, whether they're cousins that are going to business together, is define your roles. And mm. that d- letter literally changed the dynamic of our business and our relationship. Because in the beginning, we were trying to wear all the hats of every position in our business. And it is really easy to start playing the blame game when something yeah. slips through the cracks. You know, I thought you were going to do that. No, I thought you were going to do it. And then that starts a whole other, whole other fight. 
So when we said, okay, you're responsible for ABC and I'm responsible for XYZ, that changed a lot, but then also supporting each other within those roles. So we had very different roles that that were than traditional than or typical. Glenn did all the buying and selling and negotiating and all that. And I did the project management. So I did the hiring and finding of contractors and paid them when they needed it and all that stuff. So it never failed though. We would walk on a job site together. The contractor would always look at Glenn because I'm just right. some dumb blonde girl from Texas, you know. Right. That, that guy at the first workshop said, "We'll go into houses that she'll never go yeah. into." It's a, it's a common, yeah. That's early days. People would think that a lot. Yeah. So so he always supported me in that role, though. Instead of instead of you know saying you know answering the question, he'd be like, "I don't know why you're talking to me. You need to talk to her. She's the boss." And that was before I had the confidence really to do that myself. So I always appreciated that he did that. And and we always supported each other or helped each other within our roles. But that was a game changer when we when we defined our roles. Um, and then the other thing, you know, therapy definitely helped. I don't think there's many people in our in this um, in our society that grow up healthy, um, totally right. emotionally healthy or, or with a high emotional IQ. So I, I think most of us need a little help. And I think it talk, takes a lot of strength to go to therapy and to work on the ugly parts of yourself um, yeah. and, and try to become a better version of yourself and, and get armed with the tools that you need in your tool belt to learn how to fight fair and to communicate better. And so so therapy was a, a really big. Yeah, I, I grew up in a house where, where therapy wasn't, you know, we didn't, no one talked about going to get help for yourself. You just you yeah. sucked it up, man. That's just how you did it. Old school, right? That's how you did yeah. it. And I thought I thought it was for weak people, but it turns out it's for strong people. And the fact that you went and got yourself fixed, I think is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Am I in deep trouble? I'm in deep See, trouble, aren't I? Amber, notice I didn't say anything. I just want to make sure this is a friendly <laughs> place. All right. Yeah. But I think that's important what you mentioned too, because the amount of adversity that you even talked about, you know, Glenn during your 30 years of kind of growing through the business. Amber working through diff- being in different locations, kind of being dropped in these spots. Now you're working together with a spouse. And again, anybody that you close, you're close to and you love, being able to take that time for yourself, it's something that most entrepreneurs don't do. And not allowing your past scenarios and situations to crowd into yeah. today. I, I, I commend both of you because I, I can empathize with that. And Glenn, we talked about it uh, when I got a chance to be on your show, just all the craziness and people go, well, how'd you do it? And like you said, early on, it was just suck it up and get it done. That That's yeah. what you knew. That's how you responded to that. So kudos to both of you for, for taking that time out because that's extremely important. That's huge. Working together as, with your spouse, though, also can be very harmful to your relationship if you don't prioritize what's important, though, because it can become all about work. Right. Instead of your relationship. So it's also yeah. really important to set aside time and make sure that you have outside of work time. So one thing like we imp- implemented was date night, you know, so we, we make mm. sure that, you know, we're away from business, we're away from the kids. We've just spent time with each other. And, you know, it, it's definitely been um, a growth process through, through all of it. Um, and I, I mean, we're still growing through that yeah. a sense of humor definitely helps not taking yourself too seriously. Right. You know, all, all those things are, are helpful. Yeah, for sure. No, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. So you guys have a ton of stuff going on. Of course, you're still working and buying properties. You've got the coaching academy. You've got the podcast. Tell us a little bit more about what's going on with you guys. Oh gosh, we're all we're always we're always we're always. I think I we were just uh, interviewing somebody else. Actually, we were on another podcast. We were talking about, and I said, I think that you know, as entrepreneurs, we have to always be growing. And I think that 
the first thing I would say that we're doing is working on ourselves. We're always working on ourselves right now where we, we've joined multiple masterminds where we're around people that think at a different level than we are. I read constantly, I listen to YouTube stuff. I'm right now, we are really big into building our team. So if I could talk about this at a little higher level than just businesses we're opening, yeah, I am, you know, we are looking at, you know, we have, we've learned in the past few years more than ever that having the right people in the right seats, right butts in the right seats, will, will it's just a game changer, just a game changer. Yeah, you know, we had a situation last year where we had an accountant that was here for eight years and kind of slipped into sort of a CFO position overseeing five companies, you know, 10 million bucks or eight, eight to 10 million bucks worth of, worth of revenue. So a lot going on, a lot of moving parts and wouldn't ask for help, even though I told her to ask for help, wouldn't ask for help. Long story short, we moved away and things went south really quick and things weren't right. Finally, I called my team up there and said, go in that office and sit down on her and see what in the hell is happening up there because I'm not getting reports for eight months. There's a problem. Something's going on. And turns out she became alcoholic and she was out in the car drinking 11 o'clock on a Tuesday morning and passed out. And, you know, just we, we so we realized that we allowed somebody to stay in the wrong seat because we had history with them. Mm-hmm. And history doesn't mean that they're good. And so we we didn't want to we didn't want to endure the pain of finding somebody new and learning that. But let me tell you, those people they're gonna you're gonna endure the pain one way or the other. You're just delaying it. So we had to right. bring in a whole new accounting team, and that's just one thing. But now we're looking. We had leaders that were running some of our companies, and they weren't doing well. They weren't doing the CEO and the COO role well. And so we're back to relooking for those positions, not aggressively, but we're looking for those. And even in all of our departments, we're looking for the right people to run things because we know that when we have the right people, they think differently, they're committed differently, they take different actions and, you know, together we can accomplish uh, just a ton. So I know Amber's got the business and she runs all, she and our son, Dakota, run our Airbnb business, you know, it's significant 14 different Airbnbs that are in that business. They fired me about a year ago. They just, I was, I came in, I, I was throwing some ideas around. They go, yeah. So we decided that we're done with you. I'm like, uh, okay. So, you know, I step out, like, we get to re- reap the reward of having the, the income. So it's all good. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's nice of you to share the income, Amber. That's very kind of you, even though you tell smile there. Nice. You might have needed to. Yeah. yeah. You know, it goes right in and right back to Amazon. Whenever she said the Amazon <laughs> guy, just, yeah, they just, they're going to build a camp right next door to us. So they're just going to have a, they're going to put a direct shoot right from, right from the warehouse, right to our house. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that, that, that would be the real prime service, right? Just to have yes. it pushed straight into the house. Yes. That'd be even easier. Yeah. Well, they they already, they already have the other night. Um, I ordered, uh, uh, a mouse for my computer or, or whatever it was. It was something like that. I ordered it at night, like 11 o'clock at night, laying in bed. I pull up my iPad. I go, oh, I better order that. I order it seven o'clock next morning. It's on my doorstep. I go, yeah. So you truly can't beat that kind of service. No, <laughs> no matter what you do, <laughs> you can't, I could barely even drive to get it. I actually right. couldn't drive to Apple to get it faster than that. So it was crazy, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's a beautiful place to be. That brings up an interesting point, though, of, you know, even like the convenience of, of ordering stuff on Amazon and having it show up within a day or two. We're at the point in our business and our lives right now where we're trying to simplify. And, and, and it's it's funny because it's it really is also the evolution of, of being a successful entrepreneur, not just an right. entrepreneur, but, you know, where where is the highest and best use of your time? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes um, we even feel guilty about handing things off that we have that we're capable of doing ourselves or we're used to doing ourselves. We're in the, in the, in the process right now of hiring a personal assistant, like a, a combination of a housekeeper 
and somebody that maybe handles some emails or scheduling or, or whatever for us. And I told Glenn, it's going to be weird for me to, you know, be on my computer doing work and somebody else is doing my laundry. But yeah. I can wrap my arms around it or, or relaxing by the pool and having someone else to work around the house. It'll be, it'll be weird. It will be weird. We interviewed someone last night. I said, and she, that's what she does for a living. And we're like, so it's going to be odd for us for a while. She goes, she goes, it usually is when it's your first time. She goes, after about two weeks, you'll get used to it and you'll like it. I said, just gonna be weird to look up and know that, okay, someone's doing this. Someone's organizing this for me. I'm not doing it myself. Cause I grew up in that. I grew up poor, so we we did everything ourselves. We just we had to fix everything ourselves, or have friends to do it for you, whatever. But is the highest and best use of your time mowing the lawn, or cleaning your house, or do, you know cleaning the pool, like like those sorts of things? Or if you if your mind is freed up, there's that good book, Who Not How. Yeah, it's that a great book about that. When you find yeah. when you find the who to do your how, is that, am I saying that right? Yes. When you find the who to do your how you're helping yourself and you're helping them because you're also giving them them a purpose too. So it's not like you're using people, which, which is, is a mindset thing. Yeah. I like how I read the book and you get the credit for the quote. Okay. That's nice. Oh, you did. I okay. mean, she I, delivered I it very well. I was going to say she delivered it very well. I know. She did, that's, that was that's impressive. because that's I think she hears right. it for me. I talk okay. about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize you read the book, honey. So sorry about that. <laughs> so to get Glenn a little bit out of trouble, I'm going to ask this particular question. So with everything that you're now building in terms of, and I love that concept of of the team building and getting the right people in the right spots, because that's a skill all to itself, right? Like that, that breaks a lot of habits for most entrepreneurs. They're trying to figure out, like you said, how to do everything themselves. So when they start to properly delegate, that can be a game changer. So when you add those pieces to, I mean, even looking at, and you've seen different markets real estate and business in general, right? So you talk about the first time you two worked together back in 2003. It was only what, four, or five, six or seven years ahead of the crazy crash in 08, 09, right? So you've yeah. lived through that. You've lived through uh, now a pandemic. So you've seen a lot of different cycles and markets. What's going to be, what's your opinion on ways to attack that, right? Because There's no, unless you guys have a crystal ball in Florida that we don't know about. And if so, we need to have a discussion offline. (laughs) You're not going to know everything, but how do you make sure to attack that market and and be as well-versed as you can be for whatever may be coming down the pipe as you're building your teams and as you're growing your business structures? I don't think you know. I mean, not not think. I know that none of us know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen with a recession. Is it here? Is it already? You know, people say it's already come and gone. It's already here. Oh, it's coming. It's going to be the worst thing ever. You don't know. Everybody, all these experts, you know, when Amber and I went through the recession back in, we really just got started flipping. We had one rental in 2003. We got serious about flipping in 2007. And literally, we sold the first house and the market tanked. We're like, "Uh uh-oh. So we didn't know what we were doing. We just pushed forward. And I think that's probably the best example for anybody is that you can survive any thing that comes your way, pandemic, whatever. If you just develop the skill of being resourceful and just decide that you're not going to quit and you, and I'm, I'm not saying like, just, oh, just later on, think about it. No work, like dig in and work. You know, it's almost like when you invest in the stock market, you've probably heard of dollar cost averaging, right? When you mm-hmm. invest in, you're always putting a little bit in, you're always doing that. Eventually over time, it all evens out to be a good return. Same with right. your business. You've got to keep putting it in. Sometimes it's going to require a lot more than others. During the pandemic, 
look that we were in new york that was like nazi germany that was a terrible spot to be when this happened mm -hmm. the, you know i called him lord cuomo that was the that was the governor <laughs> it was terrible you know, you know yeah. he ends up getting fired like an idiot but but we were you know i hated him before i was like this is terrible he shut us down the business practice and, and all of our tenants didn't have to pay rent legally they're stealing pro I, I mean just don't even get me going just infuriated me and so it made it very difficult to even do business, but we had to dig in inside of ourselves and say, what can we control? What can we control? How do we navigate this? And I think that sometimes like dollar cost averaging, you're doing that with your time. Sometimes you're coasting. Sometimes things are going well, but I would always remember that it's going to change. When mm -hmm. things are going well, it's going to get tough again. When things are right. tough, it's going to get well again. You're going to have those ups and downs in business. Absolutely. And you have to learn how to emotionally navigate those waters and stay consistent throughout. Does that mean you'll be consistently happy? No. We would be consistently scared? No. But be consistent with knowing that there's going to be a solution that you're going to find. Even though you don't know. When the pandemic hit us, man, we were... Our education business, we were $80,000 into a marketing campaign for one event. Yeah. And they pulled the plug. Wow. And we'd already spent the money. Mm -hmm. You don't get that money back. It's all TV advertising. We had infomercials running and we don't get it back. Right. And I, I remember looking at Amber and saying, This is this company's been my dream. This is is it over? You know, and that was in the pandemic time when everything was shut down. It was like, well, we'll be open in two months. And then that turned to three, turned to four, turned to, you know, nine years going to shut us down for. I'm like, this is insane. And yeah. I remember two months in saying, all right, I licked my wounds long enough. Let's figure this out. And we did our first virtual three-day event. And now we're the leaders in the country of doing that. And so we have wow. perfected that model. And it, And what I thought was our worst day was actually our best day. I just didn't know yet because now I can do these workshops. We can help people all over the country and and I don't have to leave my home. Right. Literally, I'm doing my workshops and I'll let you know I'm wearing a suit on the top and I got a pair of shorts and flip-flops in the bottom. That's what I'm doing because I'm in Zoom. <laughs> and I'm in Florida. So I'm doing, you know, I during the breaks, I during the breaks, I drive five minutes from my studio home, which we live on the water. So I'm I'm watching dolphins in the backyard. I'm eating a sandwich. I'm like, yeah, and, and I'm like, this is wonderful. So but yeah. if I hadn't pushed through, so many people shut their doors down during the pandemic. They just couldn't handle it. And I get it. But I think that during difficult times, whatever comes our way, you as a leader have to innovate in your business. If you don't innovate, forget it. You're done. You have to innovate because what you, what you did before may not get you through the next economic downturn that we have. But Bill, you mentioned... You know, we went through the recession back in 07, 08, 09, um, yeah. and then COVID, and you know, how do you how do you change your strategies specifically regarding real estate? And I think that's one of the things that concerns us the most with um, people that are getting started in real estate is there's so many gurus online that have, mm -hmm. that have popped up in the last few years that have never been through a recession. Yeah, right. There, there, you, you could have done real estate in the last three or four years. And been an idiot and still made money there because because the market just covered that many sins. I mean, you could have made every mistake in the book, and because there was so much equity that, right. that happened during that time, you could have still made money. So those people are now self-proclaimed gurus that are saying, you know, I'm successful, I know how to do this, but they've never been through that cycle. And that is one thing we love about real estate is no matter what cycle that it's in, there are strategies and ways to make money. You know, it might be taking a different approach on the deal or how you buy it or creative financing or, or whatever. 
but so that there are those, those things, but I would just encourage anybody that's interested in that to make sure that you find somebody that has stood the test of time that has been through a few recessions um, that, that knows the different strategies. So, so just don't, don't get somebody that's brand new. That's just only been doing it for a few years. That that's very scary to us. And I think a lot of people are going to lose money by, by following those kind of people. So I would just say, find somebody that you resonate with that has experience. Say, same with any business coaches too. If any of your listeners are just looking for general business, be careful that you don't have people who just started in the last few years where it was crazy. People were making lots right. of money. Because you gotta right. know, you gotta know how to navigate. Just like, just like you asked, I mean, you have to know how to navigate what's coming ahead. And you don't always know how to navigate. But if you have people that have navigated rough waters before, anybody can captain a ship in calm waters. That's a piece of cake. We've yep. we, we've taken our boat out out in the Gulf here, and you know, there's been times where it's, it's just calm. It's like nothing, not even a wave. Like this is wonderful. And I've had moments where we've taken it out and got started through the past and went, yeah, not going to happen. Because all of a sudden the waves are crashing. I'm like, right. this is way out of my level of comfort zone. Now, if I had a captain on with me that knew how to do that, I would be much more confident to do that. But me, I go out there and go, no, thanks. I'll come back in because it's life or death, right? So I don't mess around with that. But I would yeah. say that you should look at your business that way too. That could be life or death for your business because really it's just the it's the dream and the goal that you want to achieve. And there's going to be, you're going to have to have someone that knows how to get there to help you get. That's my personal opinion. No, and I love both opinions because so, you know, we've got a real estate brokerage here in Missouri, right? And people go, well, what do you think of the market? And what, what happened a couple of years ago? And I was like, I'm just going to call that a silly season where things didn't quite make sense. Yeah. You had people that were mad about rates that they knew in their heart of hearts they couldn't get, right? Yeah. So you got the person screaming about, well, these these rates are going to last forever. You can't get three and a half percent the way you're structured right now. So yeah. it was a silly season. but And I agree too, because you know we're all old enough on this call to remember 07, 08, 09 in some very vivid details, right? Yeah. You've been through other recessions. You've been through great times. You can kind of see when it, you know, like, okay, it's going to get choppier if these things take place. So I, I totally agree maximizing the knowledge and the gems like of people like you. Uh, it, it's invaluable if you've got the right group of folks around you kind of within your network and on your team, right? So back yeah. to your team concept. I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah. So to keep you guys on pace, I want to talk a quick second about the podcast. Uh, real estate of mine. Right. Yeah. So it sounds like you took a Billy Joel title and made it your own. I love How about it, that. Man. Yes. How about that? that? See, ah, you like that? You saw that? Yeah, yeah. 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 As soon as I reread it, I was like, I know where he got that. Yes. From. And then yes. Upper, upper New York. I was like, yes. I knew what that is. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the genesis of the podcast? I mean, so you guys have a ton of great knowledge to share. How did it get started? How did it come about? Tell us a little bit more about the, the workings of, of creating that podcast from scratch. So I think we started because our company, our company, that's our tagline, our company, our the the coaching company is Vestor Pro, a real estate of mind. And we we realized early on that anybody can buy houses low, sell, finance. It's not that complicated. Look, people make it out to be this complicated. It's not complicated. We make it complicated because it's scary. We're dealing in hundreds of thousands of dollars typically or ten or high tens of thousands of dollars on a deal. And so once we add money to an equation, what's our brain do? Ooh, we all get weirded out by it. So once we do that, so we realized early on that you're going to have to put out fires on a regular basis and you're going to have to be a solution driven person. You're going to have to be resourceful. You're going to have to solve problems day in, day out, morning till noon till night. You are solving problems that requires a certain mindset. 
If you panic, if you freak, you can't do that. You've got to be strong and you've got to have your mindset. So we are big believers in if we can help people understand their mindset, they can have a strong business. We we open our workshop. We do this thing called the Home Flipping Workshop, and we've been doing it for seven years now. And um, we do about, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 of them a year, depending on the year. And one thing I opened the word, word when I opened the workshop was it's, hey, what's the most important part of a house? And people eventually get around to saying the foundation. I said, okay, what's the most important part of your business? And they finally get around to saying, well, I guess I am. I'm like, right. Like you are the most important part of your business. I said, so let's work on you. Because if I, when you get knocked down and dragged around and the fear sets in and the contractor doesn't show up and the, somebody's, the supplies don't show up and the, the seller cuts you out of the deal because they're just a nasty person and the lawyers are yelling at that is all part of the game. And if I can help you be mentally strong through that, you'll win this game every day of the week. But if you don't have that mental mindset, when you get knocked down, you'll stay down. And we don't want you to stay down. We want you to stay up. And that's the only way to get to the wealth lifestyle that we're talking about. The life where you have income coming in more than you spend every single month from residual income. The only way to get there is to beat those demons in your mind to get there. If you can do that, we can get you, we can get you the number you need. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Now, mindset piece, I mean, think about it. And I grew up playing sports, right? So that right coach that could say the right thing to you goes a long way. You try to forget about the other coaches. Uh, you know, they were playing the ass. There were all these things. But that right coach that said, hey, if you look at it this way, we can get you over this hump, run this route correctly, see this coverage. It's the same thing in business and sales. So I absolutely love sure. it. For sure. So because I know we have a harder stop on this, number one, you guys are coming back for a round two. We'll Great. figure this out. Love we to get y'all on the schedule and go from there. But before we let you go, how do our listeners find you, reach out to you? What does that look like? Yeah, we do have a lot going on. So we decided to put it all in one place to make it easy. So uh, they can Good. go to glennandamber.com, glennandamber.com. And that has a link to our show that came out. It has links to our book. It has a link to our podcast, all of our social media platforms, all that good stuff. The, the workshop, if people want to attend that, it's got all that good stuff. So glennonamber.com. Awesome. Awesome. Guys, I really appreciated the time today. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Um, just wealth of knowledge. And again, we're, we're doing a part two. I'm just, I'm not even Great. asking. I'm telling Great. you we're doing a part two. So this will be a lot of fun. Provided I'm not poisoned in my sleep. Well, Provided that, yeah. I, I'm if not going to be an accessory for that. If yeah. I'm not here, you know. Just remember this conversation. <laughs> it's recorded. So remember. <laughs> I think that's where my, my editors are going to chop it off right about there. And <laughs> <laughs> so again, special thanks to Glenn and Amber Schwarm today. Had a ton of fun with them. You guys have been listening to Doc's discussions here on St. Louis Business Radio X. I'm Dr. Philip Hearn, and we'll see you next time. Take care.